Welcome to another episode of Off Air with Carmen. We shuffled some things around and decided to do a special edition of the podcast. Given what we're currently walking through, we have had so many of you ask us to please have a conversation about fear and anxiety. We hear you and we are with you. I grab Dave, Bill, JR, and my youngest, Abby. We each come with a different perspective, and I really, really hope it encourages you. A few quick notes. Number one, go grab pen and paper because we're going to share a lot of scripture, scripture that you can reference while we're in this season. Number two, if there's ever been an episode to share with friends and family, I believe this is the one. If you have friends and family who are dealing with fear and anxiety, send them the link to this podcast. And lastly, Please leave a five-star review on Apple, if that's how you feel, so that people not in the JoyFM family can find this episode. It's those reviews and ratings that make this podcast easier for people to discover. Thank you so much, and know that we are praying for you. Here's our conversation. Okay, I can't start unless you do it, Dave. You got to do it. You got to set me up. How do, how do you do every other podcast? I know, but you're in here and we're actually sitting in the studio and not sitting in my office. And so here's the thing. If you're just tuning in, chances are you're a listener to the Joy FM. I have Off Air with Carmen, which is what you're listening to. But being in the studio and having Dave sitting in his chair, Bill sitting in his chair, me sitting in my chair, it's just I need for I need for Dave to say it's the morning cruise with Dave, Bill, and Carmen, and then I can pick it up and run anywhere with it. What if I say it's not the morning cruise yeah. with Dave, Bill, and Carmen? <laughs> it's off air with Carmen. It's off air with Carmen. So we are sitting in the studio, and this particular podcast, I guess you can call it a special edition podcast, the coronavirus COVID-19 edition podcast, but this came out of uh, Facebook Live that Facebook Live, Instagram Live that Dave and Bill and I did the other day called the 1010 check-in. And a couple folks had asked about the podcast. I, I told them that I'd paused it. And then we had a lot of people, um, fear and anxiety came up. And I had a lot of people say, please, please do a podcast on that. So I have grabbed three of my coworkers. I've got Dave and Bill in here. I've got JR. Say hi, JR. Hello. <laughs> and then I have my youngest daughter, Abby. Hello. <laughs> we should so oh. start a band. Right. Yeah. Harmonize. Y'all yes. matched pitch. That was good. You Did didn't we? get that from your mother. I'll well, tell you that. I had known that we did that. But. What's pitch? I'd, same. Exactly. They always say, find a key. I'm like, how do you find a key? <laughs> it's, it, I got it's six obvious. of them on my key ring. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. That's exactly we right. We wanted to find one and stay with it. That's probably the, yeah. the thing that we struggle okay. with the most. Oh, yes. my goodness. All right. Well, let's talk about, we're just going to jump right in, and we're going to talk about fear and anxiety, and I'm going to do a, a quick little rundown. Um, number one, we didn't want to invite a whole lot of people uh to the studio because we are trying to do the social distancing. So, JR, would you say there's at least six feet between <laughs> you and me right now? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. No, there's probably uh, only about four half, feet between so you and Abby. Yeah. So, here's the thing I'm going to do a rundown on, on why I picked each of you, but the main reason is it's who I got. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, it's not who I would have picked, but it's who was available. So. Yeah. The social distancing oh, yeah. really threw a wrench yeah, in. Exactly. Moments. Exactly. That's not true. So Dave is here. Dave, the last couple of weeks, Bill and I have walked with you just having a son. Your oldest son deals mm -hmm. with anxiety and you and Emily have really, y'all have had to be there for him and be there for him long distance. Right. So I want to talk about that. 
Um, Bill, I know that you're going to bring us some spiritual wisdom and just talk about fear as just a thing that we have to fight. Like mm-hmm. we all have to fight against fear. It's just oh, yeah. really heightened right now. JR, you've been very forthcoming about um, your struggle with anxiety. I'm bloody. <laughs> Are you bloody right I now? I have cuts all over my face. From being? From in the fight. Oh, wow. So, so are you feeling it right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to. No, gonna... no, no. Okay. But. Talking to I've the been, mic. Have you been... Are you new here? This is my first time. Are you new here? <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. I'm sure that I helped go. his anxiety. Yes, yeah. yes. Can I get a bumper sticker on my way out? This is so fun. <laughs> so what were you saying before I said that? No, as I, I'm, I have not graduated from the school of anxiety. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. a heavy class load right now. So we definitely want to talk. And then Abby, my youngest, you know, fresh out of college, starting what she thought was going to be her first entry level job three weeks into it, pause. And that can bring about a lot of anxiety. So Dave, let's start. You've got an older son Mm -hmm. and just kind of talk us through that. Uh, Well, James started dealing with anxiety right about the time my dad passed away. That was when he first had his first full on panic attack. And he's struggled with it, but he's learned a lot. Mm -hmm. So he recognizes when his anxiety is getting the better of him. He's got, if he were a gambler, he's got tells. You know, we can look at him and see Mm -hmm. the anxiety's got Mm -hmm. him right now. Uh, So the week, the weekend that all of the talk about Corona started, he was uh, with his fiance's family. Um, His brother and his family was there as well. And they were all together, and all anybody wanted to talk about was Corona. And all he wanted to do was go home where he would feel safe. So he started to kind of withdraw, which is not a good thing when you're with a bunch of people who are very social. Uh, then he got home, and the isolation just mm. made the anxiety worse. Mm. So we were FaceTiming. We were talking with him. And the thing is, he knows what he's dealing with. So he would say, I realize what's going on right now. My mind is telling me everything's going to be fine, but my body is in fight or flight mode. And so, um, you know, we try to help him find things to distract him, uh, to distract himself. And eventually he just turned off the TV and said, I'm just going to read scripture and listen to Mm, praise music for a while, which helped quite a bit. And honestly, in the last couple of weeks, his anxiety level has gone down from a 10 to about a five. Um, there are still things he's nervous about. You know, it's like, I don't think I want to go get gas right now. I'll just walk to work if I have to go in. But he's working from home, mm-hmm. except on Sunday when he's the media director at the church and they have to, he has to be there to help stream the services. But the interesting thing is, one of the things that's helped him through the anxiety is not only educating himself on what's going on with the virus, but his fiance has been isolated and at home and has nothing to do but read about the virus. And uh, they both are a little like his mother in that if they read something, they have it. It's just like, mm. well, what are the symptoms? Shortness of breath. Oh, I think I have that. <laughs> now, am I breathing okay right now? Yeah. Um, so he's, it's, it's he's been interesting to watch him, him talk her, her down. Got it. Uh, and that's kind of been a nice distraction for him. But sometimes that's the thing is to find ways to help other people yeah. to sort of distract yourself from your own anxiety. And as he's learned more, he's also learned that 
he shouldn't be the one doing the research. Yeah. Because like I said, if he reads it, he's got it. it. Yeah. So he would text me and he would Mm say, hey, could you research this? Because um, I don't want to read about it right now. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Mm. And so. So when you do that, because I I would think that there's going to be parents that are listening to this or spouses who have children or you know, their their spouse has this. So what's worked for y'all? So he asked you to right. He'll research ask me to it. Research and then does something. he say, just right. give me the high points or? Just let me know what you find out. Okay. Give me the good stuff. Okay, got it. Uh, and then uh, it was the same for Annabelle. I would pass things through him to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we finally, yesterday, we just told Annabelle, stop reading on Facebook. Yeah. If good. it's on Facebook. Yeah, don't read on Facebook. Nine out of anyway. 10 things that are yeah. on Facebook are clickbait. Yeah. Just don't go there. Yeah. If you have to mm. look at the cdc.gov, they've got three symptoms. Mm-hmm. You don't have any of those right now, so mm. don't worry about that. But if you feel that strongly about it, they've got a self-check at cdc.gov. You can walk yourself through. So you, you find ways to look for confirmation that you're okay, and you find things that bring you peace, and you find ways to sort of distract yourself from what's going on. Yeah. And just, we've seen him. Yeah. Improved. Come leaps and bounds That's since good. two weeks ago. All right, Jr. We're going to come oh, to you. Gosh, I was about to go get coffee. <laughs> uh-huh. So you have how long have you had anxiety? I don't know. You, just as long as you can remember. It's just a symptom of being a, a human. Yeah. And what does it feel uh, like? Because I mean, because you and I are close, and sometimes it's hard to. I don't think I knew that you had anxiety. For a long time, and we worked together. You mean when he showed up with a hook to open <laughs> doors with? You didn't think this guy <laughs> may have anxiety? I thought anxiety? he was a germaphobe, but I didn't. I, I do. Do you still have that hook? No. You got rid of gave the hook? That up weeks ago. But I'm just saying, but you also. <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> but you also, and you know I love you because you have you make me laugh. You're, you're one of the funniest people I know, and you have a quirky personality. So a lot of it, I just thought, was just your quirkiness. Like it was a, st- a shtick. <laughs> no. Watch this, just... guys. I'm going to put in earrings and open doors with a hook. <laughs> no, not the hook. I'm just talking. Oh. <laughs> the hook, the, I thought the hook was hysterical, but I thought that was just you being a germaphobe. But I didn't know till we'd been working together for a while that you do have, you do have anxiety. Yeah, I'm finding so, from siblings as well that siblings have it as well. Yeah. So, but do you feel like you've had it like even since you were like in elementary school? I think so, but I didn't know school? what it was. Okay, got it. And then it became full blown. And then you, I think like a, a lot of people, you start trying to find an anecdote for it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the anecdotes turn into addictions. They turn into eating. They turn into even mm. healthy things. I'm going to yeah. run like crazy and then that'll chase it away. Mm-hmm. I learned my dad was a marathon runner, but he was so stressed from his work for years and years that running became this addiction that would allow him to find some moments of freedom Yeah, from it. I would take the addiction if it could be exercise. Like, I don't want yeah. addiction, <laughs> but I would love to be addicted to exercise. Seriously. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I know a lot of people are going, no, no, no. But it, that's a, it's a good, yeah. it's a healthier <clears throat> addiction than, than some. Yeah. So how do you, how did, what does it, I mean, so on your walking through what we're walking through right now, if you had to say your anxiety level on a scale from one to 10, what would you say it is right now? One. A one. Okay. I don't know why either. But praise the Lord. Um, 
So what do you think is the difference? I think what are I'm going to use some doing? hurricane terms. Okay, that's fine. Um, because I've had, like many people that struggle with addiction, I've had the nights of, like I take some medication right now, but it's like just part of my morning routine. About four years ago, I told a doctor, I'm like, I got these really, really massive lows, like panic attack type lows. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here, just, just here, take this stuff. And I'm like, does this make me a freak? And he's like, half of the county mm. is on these right now. Mm. And you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. It was about a month after I started taking them. All of a sudden, the massive low swing stopped. I'm like, okay, I'll keep taking these. I don't feel anything when I take these things. They just kind of edge off okay. the massive lows. Yeah. <clears throat> but I still have to, I still face anxiety all, yeah. all day. Yeah. Um, and this is the hurricane term I will I will use. Um, even if you're not in Florida, I think you can still grasp the concept of a mm-hmm. hurricane coming through. Yeah. Um, the hurt the the anxiety levels I've gone through have been like, I will say, massive hurricanes where you board up, you endure the wind, mm. and every hurricane that does not kill you, you learn from it. Mm. so some of mine have been relational hurricanes that have caused anxiety where I thought I was going to die. Like mentally I could not function at work. I would mask it with stuff to try to swallow that anxiety Uh, that leads you down to another bad place. But I feel like every anxiety hurricane you survive, Mm. you learn, okay, these are the boards I need for the next hurricane. I found comfort in a conversation with this person and this person. So that's now in my arsenal to protect me from the next one. You're constantly learning from the one that didn't kill you. So the next one that comes around, Mm. you're ready. So when you see me in a good mood or a smile on my face, it's not because I'm okay. It's just because I feel comfortable with the next cat one. Mm. But what you don't see is only I know if a cat three came in, Mm -hmm. I'm gone. Mm. Maybe even literally gone. Mm-hmm. Like people who struggle with anxiety, it's not just will I? I don't think I'm going to make it through the next one here uh, mm-hmm. in the mind. Mm-hmm. It could kill me. Mm-hmm. Like that's what fear and anxiety do. Is they literally think it. This could kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I internally, I won't tell anybody this until this podcast. But I know I'm built for a cat one, mm-hmm. and I know a cat three will kill me. Mm-hmm but I'm not going to let anybody around me know that a cat three will take me out. Mm. So what do you do? Cause you love Jesus. And I mean, and I think that's what happens is that, and you know, it's such a, it's a, such a fine line because we are believers, but yet at the same time, we all know that the last thing I would imagine if you're having a full on panic attack, the last thing you want is someone throwing scriptures at you. So, I mean, that's like, you know, running up your American Express bill and just saying, oh, well, let me pray and God's going to take care of it. I mean, we still live in the real world and we still have these real feelings. So how do you reconcile or how do you how do you walk that out? What does that look like in everyday life for you be, to have the peace of God that passes all understanding? So right now I'm in between the feeling comfortable knowing I can handle a cat one and waiting for the cat three. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that middle and the only thing that helps me because mm-hmm. I feel like fear and anxiety cannot be negotiated with. They're like terrorists mm-hmm. or kidnapper. You can't mm-hmm. talk. You can't say, hey, lighten up. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to them. Mm-hmm. They are who they are. They are bent on destructing, destroying you. And so the only thing that works is like Dave was saying with mm-hmm. scripture 
is the only movable. I forget who was saying it the other day, but if you're trying to find land, you're on a boat and mm-hmm. you need something sturdy and stable, you don't look at another boat going, oh, there's a boat. Let me go to that guy. No, because that boat is affected by the wind and the waves just like you are. Mm. The only way to find stability mm-hmm. is finding something that is on land, which is in this case, scripture yeah. and God's presence. Those are two things that are not affected by wind and waves. They are sturdy. And I guess that's kind of where I want to end up. I mean, I'm not ending the podcast here, but I did hear years ago, and I think this is so good and it has stayed with me forever. Worry and worship cannot exist in the same space. So I think you would almost have to, you'd have to intentionally say, I am choosing to worship in this moment. Yeah. I've been saying that to one of my kids has developed anxiety out of nowhere. And I've got plenty in my arsenal to be able to share with her Yeah, is when she experienced it, I could see it in her face. Like she was everything I was saying. She was like, okay, I'm going to put this in my arsenal for my Mm -hmm. cat one when, Mm -hmm. you know, and one of the things was, was God's word is there's something in it. It's mm-hmm. alive. It's breathing. Mm-hmm. It is. What is the scripture? Bill, where alive and active, sharper than a Hebrews four twelve. Oh. It has mm-hmm. the, the ability to mm-hmm. cut through bone and marrow. Yeah. Like and and so when anxiety pops up, mm-hmm. talking to a friend can only take you so far. They can say nice things to calm the fear, but they don't leave lasting peace. Only God hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin in you. But I also hide God's word in my heart. That when anxiety pops up and is bent on destroying me, mm. I can fight that too. Mm. But you have to read it and get it inside of you for it to be able to pop up when the anxiety comes in with its swords flailing, yeah. coming at you. So for people who are close to you, what is what is the best thing that we can do? Because I don't struggle with anxiety. I struggle with a lot of things that, you know, I've got my things. Dave and Bill will tell you I can alphabetize my whole list, but anxiety is not one of them for me. So what? What what works and what doesn't? Like, what's a loving response? I'm sure it's like, oh, stop! It's you're being silly. Like, what is what what is salve to your soul? That's as far hard. as a response, that's hard because they don't. They just each, they don't each, help. Each situation's different. Yeah, <clears throat> like maybe that's why I'm at a one with this virus is because some of the things that have knocked me out mm-hmm. feel like a thousand times worse than okay me getting the flu flu. and we're not dismissing it. I mean, this is a dangerous virus, but but that's how your brain's processing it. The, the, some of the fights that I've gone through that have knocked Mm. me out anxiety wise Mm. feel Mm. like this coronavirus situation does not hold a candle to what I was feeling where I thought those situations are going to take me out. Okay. Interesting. So I compartmentalize. Is it going to kill me or is it not? And to me, those things I went through felt like I'm done for. From your perspective. Yeah, my perspective. Yeah. But everybody's different. All right. You know, I have people very close to me right now that are freaking out. out. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that's why I have, maybe that's why I was just reading today, 2 Corinthians 9, that was talking about, I give you so much, um, I give you so much to share with Mm -hmm. other people in moments where they need. Mm-hmm. Almost like God blesses some people with uh, some strength, some words yeah. for moments where they, hey, don't sit and hoard those. I mm-hmm. gave those to you so that to share. share. Okay. I think yeah. it kind of goes back to what Dave just said about James with Annabelle is that 
there is something I have even found. Like I can be on a, a plane. If there is if there is a time that I have anxiety, <laughs> I'll take that back. I am a nervous flyer. I do not like flying. Well, and, and elevators might have. And fun. elevators. Yeah, okay. Okay. Those too. two things. But I, it's, there's something to be said for that because if I'm on a plane and there's turbulence, if it's me, Dave, and Bill, I know they're the stronger ones. So I do kind of freak out. But if I am by myself and there's a sweet lady next to me who's really more nervous than I am, and this has happened to me many times, when when I'm the one that's doing the comforting, I, you are stronger. So there's something to be said for that. I want I want to transition to Abby really fast, and then Bill, we're going to come back to you. So Abby, I don't even know that I've asked you this question, yeah. um, but are you feeling fear and anxiety right now? Right now, not. Not too much. Okay. Um, and I, like you, I wouldn't really consider myself an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been times in the past year that I feel like I have dealt with anxiety. And I can think of two times that I actually feel like I've had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And they were within a month of each other. And it was mm-hmm. right around graduation time last summer that I completely, shortness of breath, like, couldn't stop crying, freaking out. I, I had to call Haley at one point and I was like, I can't breathe right now. Like what's happening? Um, and so that was definitely the time I feel like I've experienced most the most anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I am feeling nervous about now traces back to then of just not knowing what's mm-hmm. coming next. I think that that is a root of anxiety for me, for sure. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in here, number one, I could get you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Is you're fresh out of college. You get your first job. Yeah. And trucking along three weeks in, pause button. Yep. How are you? And we've talked about it at home, but how are you navigating that? If there are folks who have children your age, you're 22, going to be 23 in May. Um, how are you navigating that? Well, I mean, you, well, backtrack. Um, I was at work a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and the, so I work for an XFL team in Tampa, the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Vipers and sports, as we all know, is paused, not happening right now. Um, and so I was at work and the first things we started to see were about um, the, the NCAA NBA. or the NBA. And mm-hmm. then what, what I was more interested in as a Florida State grad um, was that the um, NCAA championship was yeah. was looking to be They're shut gonna, down. Yeah. And yeah, I was I was honestly the biggest thing crossing my mind was like, dang, Florida State was probably going to win this year. <laughs> <laughs> so that stings. Uh, and then I I came home from work. I, you were there, and we were talking about it. How crazy it was, and how can sports be canceled? And this was like that Thursday when everything, everything started shutting started down. Shutting down, yeah. yeah. And so I went and I went in the den, yeah. started watching TV, and I came out probably an hour later yeah. to the to the back porch, and mm-hmm. you were sitting there, and I said, "Wait, <laughs> I work in sports. <laughs> like, if this is done, does that mean I'm about to lose my job tonight? Like." It was a Thursday and I had small group that night. And so I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to small group and do things as normal. Um, uh, and I'm not going to let the first place my mind goes to is that fear of, I don't know what's happening next because the, the past year has been mm-hmm. this constant, what is my life going to look like in mm-hmm. the near future? Um, and I and I felt that starting to creep up of like, oh my gosh, are we back to square one again? 
of job interviews, applying, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff that I feel like I was just starting yeah. to get out of. Um, and so I got in my car to go to small group and I was like, Lord, you're going to do with this what you're going to do. Um, and my I my mind went to this song that my sister Haley, everybody in a family, <laughs> she's in the room. I feel weird <laughs> saying that, um, that she introduced me to earlier that in the fall, I think when I was kind of struggling with what's mm-hmm. next. Um, and it's just talking about how th- I, I could freak out right now and I could get discouraged or I can trust that there's nothing good that the Lord's going to withhold from me. Mm. Um, and so I played that and I, and I was like, Lord, this is, I'm looking at this as another chance to trust you more. Um, and, and see how you can provide and give me direction in this. So, I mean, it's I've definitely been bummed. You mm-hmm. you saw me the other night where I it just kind of hit me that okay we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to do this all over again mm-hmm. and and it's okay. But yeah, I think how I'm handling it mm-hmm. is um, just kind of shifting my perspective of okay now I have this season to truly lean into the Lord like I never have. Um, and I've been doing it all year. I feel like that's kind of equipped mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. for right now, but just being more attentive to what the Holy Spirit is saying to me and using these margins that I now have, lots of margin, <laughs> weeks of margin, <laughs> of, of I'm just going to learn how to hear the Lord better. The voice of God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Bill, you're sitting over there and you're listening to all of this. And I don't know, I'm kind of feeling anxious. <laughs> or I guess I'm just, but I'm also, I'm a, I'm a seven. So I also am very empathetic. So Bill, you're a six on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And as we're going around the room, I'm thinking about this from a couple of different perspectives because you're a six on the Enneagram. So there's part of your personality that can probably relate with JR a little bit. Well, as you know, the the deadly sin yeah. of a six on the Enneagram is fear. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can totally relate with what everyone's talking about. And then you can relate with Abby because you've got kids who sure. are in the same right place My that son. she is as far as the job thing. And then you've got kids who are a little bit James. Yeah. So you're you're you're. How are you feeling? And then from a dad perspective with your kids. Well, first of all, this this conversation is is so fertile. Mm-hmm. There's so much here mm. for people who might be struggling with anxiety. Just to bullet point a couple of those things, Carmen. Okay. My son, Will, lost his job. Yeah. Will's in the entertainment industry, so yeah. it happened quick. And it was, I mean, zero, nothing coming in. Uh, Will has been through some moments like James, Dave, of, of what am I going to do and panic and hearing all the information. One of the things, interestingly, that calmed Will down, this is the weirdest thing, he stopped getting his information from social media and from <sighs> the web, and he's he went to actually Man, the press conferences. If there's a if can we just pause right yeah, there? Yeah, sure. If there if you're listening to this podcast, if there's one thing we could encourage you to do, turn unless it's good social media, funny memes or whatever, turn that off. Annabelle, yeah. speak. Yeah. Well, it, talking about the funny memes and yeah. things. The problem with social media, specifically Facebook, and yeah. what Annabelle was doing. Yeah. Is if what you if you click one of those clickbait articles yeah. and you read through it and you go down that rabbit hole, yeah. one of the things that Facebook does because it works on algorithms is it goes, oh, that's the kind of thing they like to read. I'll give them more of that. Yeah. And then you click on it and before you know it, 
the only thing in your feed are sensational mm. half-truth articles that are just freaking you out. Yeah, yeah that's You've so true. You've got to learn to filter. All right, so here's yeah. the thing. Um, I, I'm processing this a little differently. Mm -hmm. I haven't been in a lot of anxiety, but I am a worst-case scenario planner. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my personality. Mm -hmm. So I've thought about what happens when the toilet paper runs out. How far can we get on paper towels that we rip in half and moisturize? And how can we dispose of them where it doesn't clog up the plumbing? So I'm all down that, <laughs> down that road, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's talk about this for just a second as fear as a spiritual battle. Mm. Because... You can treat anxiety and fear in many different ways. And and let me just let me draw the circle. Okay. We need a what we need here is a biblical anthropology. We need a view of humanity that takes into account what the wisdom of the Bible teaches. And the wisdom of the Bible teaches that we are our whole beings. Hmm. We're so when we have issues like this, we need to fight them on the spiritual level as well as the psychological level, as well as the chemical level. Mm. We fully recognize that there are people who struggle with this at a chemical level, and you need the help of medical doctors to fight anxiety. We fully realize that psychology, when it's not dependent upon as a substitute for Scripture, but when it goes along with the wisdom that God has given to wise people who know how to deal with this in counseling, you can get insight from that. And there's a spiritual component to this as well. We've got to fight it holistically. That's the whole point of what I'm saying here. Yeah. We just have to fight it holistically. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, that we're to take every thought captive, captive. to the obedience of Christ. And when 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, mm. but of power and love and a sound mind. Yeah. The other translations of that say self-control or discipline. And so there are some strategies that we can use in a spiritual battle against anxiety and fear. And you guys have all laid them out beautifully. I was making notes when mm. Dave was talking, when JR was talking, when Abby was talking. Mm. A couple of things that we can do. Um, if you feel that fight or flight, if you feel those symptoms, sleeplessness, mm. if you're running to your addictions because of your anxiety, couple things you can do. You can take those breaks from information like we were just That's talking right. about. Yes. Don't get that social media addiction that is going to feed that fear. Get away from that. Board up and endure. That's what JR was talking about. Mm. Think about other things you have been through in your life that you mm. have survived and employ some of those strategies. Songs, music, yes. worship. These are strategies. Taking your margins that you have of time and using them wisely filling them with things like Abby's talking about pursuing the wisdom and the voice of God in this time in her life. And this is all consistent with a spiritual warfare against fear and anxiety, letting the scriptures fill your heart. So um, there are a couple of scriptures that I wanted to share along this line. Okay. When the Psalms in Psalm 23 talk about this, it's so powerful. When David writes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. To see a bigger view of God than the fear that you're dealing with, to see him as the good shepherd that can carry you through this. When Philippians 4 says, do not be anxious about anything, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That is so powerful if you'll just apply that during this time. And then I was talking about this a little bit in another venue with Matthew 6.34. Matthew 6 is a great scripture to read, Mm -hmm. especially the end of it. Mm -hmm. And when he gets to verse 34, Jesus summarizes everything he's talked about. And he says, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The view there is kind of like this. It's kind of like you have a garage that's full of stuff. That's tomorrow. You got piles in your garage. That's all out there. It's being stored up. And it's like tomorrow. And when you worry, you're just piling on. You're just adding to the pile. When you worry about tomorrow, that thing's going to be there tomorrow. And you can deal with it today. And God's grace promises us daily bread that he will give us what we need for today to fight the battle. So you've got to take it today and not pile on and make that pile bigger for tomorrow. You'll just have to deal with it tomorrow and it'll be bigger. Mm -hmm. So you can't do that. You can't pile on. Deal with it today. Now, I would love to share a, a strategy that sort of puts all these things together. And I'm going to borrow this and kind of twist it from Ian Morgan Cron, okay. who writes a book on the Enneagram mm-hmm. to come full circle yep. with this. The road back to you. Yeah. And in the workbook for that, there's a little thing called the snap prayer. Okay. And I think this would be a great strategy to use. And I, I'm going to change the last two. So Ian, if you're listening, please <laughs> forgive me. I'm totally changing it. I think we're safe. But this is the way that... That the first two are exactly what he says, and then I changed the last two. So if you find yourself starting to get where you feel that lack of, you know, this, this, you're, you're, you're feeling breathless. Yeah. You're feeling this anxiety yeah. rise up. Mm-hmm. The first thing to do, snap, S-N-A-P. The first thing to do is stop. Mm. Stop what you're doing. Pause. Just take a pause for a minute. And the second thing is to notice what are you feeling what, what, what's going through your mind right now? How's your body feeling? Get in touch with how you're feeling. Now, this is where you take it a little differently than where, where Ian goes in, in that book. But I, I want to say that the A is, is access. Access the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Access the presence of God. As we as Christians have access to the Father, bring those thoughts and feelings to him. Call them out. Because I'm an Enneagram 6, and I tend to have this low-level fear that drives a lot of what I do, this last year, I started calling out some of those deep-seated fears. Hmm. I'd literally be driving down the road and be anxious about something, and I would stop, notice it, and I would say, Lord, there it is. I'm feeling this fear. I'm tempted to act in this way because I'm feeling this anxiety, and I want to I act this way. So I'm calling it out. I would do this with anger as well. Anger sits on the other side of fear oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I when I would be driving down the road, usually I have these prayers in the car, and I would say, Lord, uh, there's the anger. I don't want this anymore. Christ died for this. Christ died in order to free me from the fear, free me from the anger that I'm feeling right now. So call it out. Access the presence of God in prayer. Natalie Grant has that song, mm-hmm. Your Presence is My Weapon. Yeah. This is kind of an application of that. You have access. And then the fourth thing is to pray. Pray and praise. You said it in this yeah. in this podcast, Carmen. Worry and worship they can can't exist in the exist. same space. Mm-mm. So take that strategy, this mm-hmm. holistic strategy. Really if you good. need a counselor, get a counselor. If you need meds, get, get the meds. right meds. Yeah. 
Every bit of this is a biblical, holistic mm-hmm. approach to fighting fear and anxiety. Wow. That's, I feel like we all owe him like, I don't know, $80 okay. copay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a copay right there. I don't know. I think we've paid our tuition over the years. Yeah, so exactly. Good. That is so good. That is so good. Well, you guys, you brought it all together. Yeah. Just what you've and been you sharing. And you wrapped it up. But yeah. I, And I do. I just want to revisit the social media thing one more time. I got off Facebook. And again, love technology. We're doing online church because of technology. If for some reason Dave and Bill and I have to be quarantined at home, which we don't plan to be, we can do the show from our homes. Love technology. But man, if you have a steady diet of Facebook and Twitter and even news, it, it, it's it's not going to be healthy. Get outside, fresh air, and I'm telling you, put on that worship music, read the scriptures. I love how our pastor said the other day, you don't like reading the Bible, we'll read it till you like it. And I'm telling you, once you start reading the Bible... Talk about that, Abby. Yeah, no, that's the truth. I grew yeah. up tr- doing everything but trying to read my Bible. I would listen to sermons before I would read my Bible. Yeah. And I am finally on a, a plan that you introduced me to, the Bible yeah. in a year. And the way that it all comes together when you just dive in and and really take it all mm-hmm. um, in as a whole, it's 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 captivating, truly. It really is. It is. It is. It is. And and find a plan and a translation of the Bible that you can that you enjoy. Any last words, Jr. Anything else you want to say, Dave? This has been really great. I hope this is helpful to people. I really do. Yeah, it's war. It's war. Yeah. It literally is war, and you have to approach it like it's war. Yeah. Um, because it it's it is a very serious thing. You're playing mm-hmm. with fire. Um, but we've been given tools to fight we with. Have. Yeah. As even just, I was just thinking when Abby was talking, like even Google's your friend. They yes. didn't, they didn't have this a hundred years ago where mm-hmm. I'm struggling with anxiety. Scriptures on anxiety. Boom. Boom. And there they are. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and I've got 30 right here in front of me right now, which Bill hit a lot of the ones that I had, but you're right. Yeah. And, and worship as well. Sorry. I, no, that's you good. reminded me of, um, and, when you talked about David walking through the valley of the shadow of death, mm-hmm. Psalm 52 makes me very anxious mm. because David is not only being, uh, not only people are lying about him saying false things about him, but they're actually trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. That would make me anxious. That would be a category <laughs> a bit, three yeah. for me. Yeah. So he's trying to be killed <laughs> yeah. and they're yeah. souring his name to the whole town and he fights it with three things. He says he trusts in God's unfailing love. He praises in the presence of his saints mm. and he hopes in his name for his name is good. Mm. So hoping in God's name, trusting in his unfailing love and worshiping three massive weapons that he fights right off there. those and things. And when just JR to tag on that, when second Corinthians 10 four says the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God or they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Mm. That's an application of that right there. You're taking Psalm 52 is what you were quoting and you're you're seeing David in this situation, and use you know allowing it to lead you to to a place of trust. Was it Psalm fifty two? Yeah, Psalm fifty two. Yeah. yeah, I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God, for I trust in your unfailing love. I hope in your name, and I praise in the presence of of your people. So three wow. three massive weapons to fight with. Powerful. I think Jr's hidden yeah. some word in his heart over there. Sounds I like love it. it. Mm. I think that's part of it is. Recognizing the battle you're in, mm-hmm. knowledge is power. Yeah, knowing who your enemy is That's and right. what the battle is that you're fighting, mm-hmm. and knowing what your weapons are. 
Um, all of those are great scriptures. And there's one in Jeremiah 17 that says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Mm. And then he's described as a tree planted by water. So mm. right before that scripture, yeah. the man who doesn't trust in the Lord is described and he's a shrub in the desert. He's just drying up mm. and he can't, he can't find any nourishment. But the one who puts his trust in the Lord is like he's planted next to a stream and he's got all the nourishment that he needs. And when the sun comes and beats down, it's okay. The water's right there. I just pull mm. it in through the roots and it's all good. If we know who our enemy is mm-hmm. and we know where to place our trust, yeah, that's half the battle. So mm. think about this, that Jeremiah 17 scripture. Think about if every believer was a tree planted near a stream of mm. water, mm-hmm. that when all the rain goes away, the believers are still bearing fruit because right. their roots are sent out into the river while the rest of the world is freaking out and saying, we're going to die, yet the believers keep producing fruit because their hope is not in living or dying. Our hope yeah. is in, it's in him. In him. Oh, y'all, this is good. <laughs> I love you all so much. Let's. I want to do one more scripture, and then I want to end this way. So I do want to read Isaiah 41.10, and man, go back, rewind this podcast, and write down all these scripture references. If you've got time on your hands at home and you're quarantined, you got time to do it and make a log. Yes, use your margins. (laughs) Um, Isaiah 41 10. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I just, I've always loved that scripture because I just, picture this rock'em sock'em robot arm you know that just god just picks us up and he's holding us up but here's how i think we should end this do you remember several years ago um when we were watching one of louis sermon series and he talked about fear and anxiety and how psalm 23 he he challenged everybody to go to sleep this this way for, i think for like 30 days because jr you and i this is back when our offices were next to one another you and i talked about it But he said, get on that Bible app, put in your headset, put on Psalm 23. Do not go to sleep scrolling Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter or the news. Go to sleep with earbuds in your ears to Psalm 23. Let that be the last last thing that you hear in your brain before you go to sleep. Psalm 23. Il Divino Pastore. Salmo di Davide. O Senhor é o meu pastor e nada me faltará. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. El Señor es mi pastor. The Herr ist mein Hirte. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Nada me faltará. I have all that I need. El Señor é meu pastor e nada me manca. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. He leads me beside peaceful streams. I have all that I need. He leads me beside peaceful streams. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. 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 He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He leads me beside peaceful streams. 
He renews my strength. I have all that I need. He renews my strength. He renews my strength. Er gibt mir Kraft. He renews my strength. He refreshes my soul. And gives me Kraft for me. He guides me. He guides me along right paths. He guides me along right paths. He guides me along right paths. Bringing honor to his name. Bringing honor to his name. Bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Ainda que eu andasse pelo vale da sombra da morte. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. Porque tú estás a mi lado. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. Even when I walk through the darkest valley. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. For you are close beside me. For you are close beside me. For you are with me. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. For you are close beside me. For you are close beside me. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Preparas uma mesa perante mim na presença dos meus inimigos. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. I have all that I need. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. My cup overflows with blessing. All the days of my life. My cup overflows with blessings. All the days of my life. Todos los días de mi vida. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. 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 Para siempre. Forever. 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 E io abiterò nella casa del Signore per lunghi giorni. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. E abitarei na casa do Senhor por longos dias. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever.